The Punch Stevenson Show. PunchStevenson.com. Episode 287. Friday, January 20th, 2017. We're here on the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, uh, episode 287. I'm uh, I'm here with the grandmaster of the soundtrack and of the uh, uh, collecting of art books. And I'm just looking around here. Uh, figures, exclusives, uh, part-time singer, huh? Games. Games, yes, video games, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, part-time singer, thank you. The who? Part-time singer. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Alex, I want to say your your full name because then you'll be I'll, you'll sue me <laughs> if this gets out. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so we're here to talk about uh, Star Wars. Star Wars Rogue One came out, and uh, just do a brief review. Uh, I kind of just to open up. I kind of thought that this was going to be a good movie. And the reason I thought was that, and I've said this for years, that I hated the prequels because I felt like <clears throat> they didn't need to be made. Like, you knew the outcome, even though you kind of knew the outcome of this thing, too. But just, I don't know about you, but I read all of those, like, Timothy Zahn Star Wars uh, novels and graphic novels. And I played all the LucasArts games that had these great backstories, uh, Dark Forces and Jedi Knight and X-Wing and TIE Fighter and all. But that's what they were. They were stories about the original trilogy, but like, you know, like the backstory to it and, and the side stories and not really inventing something. Well, <clears throat> I, know, I know what these uh, backstories that you're talking about. I know they shifted. They shifted them to this um, non-canon status. Well, yeah, yeah. They most had to. most of the stuff they did, did are non-canon. Um, I I see certain reasons why they did that. In regards to the new movie, um, I liked I liked the direction that they took the story in. Um, it was not it was not a happy. Uh, it wasn't a happy story. In fact, they, they, there was barely any humor in the movie. No. Barely. Well, there was some. I mean, some, the, the very, robot, robot the, was The robot was good. But, uh, well, that served the purpose, though. I mean, when, when, uh, the robot, when he, when he faced, uh, death, if you want to call it death with the robot, he took a serious tone. And by then, you basically had, um, emotions, you know, gathered from the humor that was yeah. involved with the robot. He kind of saw him grow as a character. And, you know, Slightly callous at first, but then as it went on, you could kind of tell that the character cared. Yeah. He cared about the mission, and he knew he was going to die. He knew he, he was going to sacrifice himself. Um, but that also, I mean, you know, spoilers, spoilers, <clears throat> but that also, when I was watching the film in the theater, that kind of, when they killed the robot, or when he, you know, got killed trying to help them out there at the end, that kind of told me, like, oh, they're all going to die. Like, you know, the old joke is when you say to somebody, somebody says, no spoilers, I haven't seen it yet. And then somebody jokingly says, well, the, 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 everybody dies. You know, that's like the old joke. Well, in this movie, literally everyone <coughs> died. Yeah, it's, I, I Except for Darth Vader. Partially it was because, I'm obviously, for continuity reasons, you yeah. couldn't have these characters floating around. Um, well, you could. The Rebels, yeah, but I mean, I mean, other than them doing a... <laughs> as we call a Lucas and have them superimposed ah. in the original trilogy. Uh, other than that, Ugh, don't give them any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did it. No, I, um, other than that, I, I would say, um, they, they, they try to give weight to, um, weight to the, you know, basically we all heard about how the death star plans were acquired and people were curious. And I, I guess this movie wanted to show, how many levels of sacrifice were made to, to, for for it to happen? I mean, you know, and 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 it took obviously it took a more serious tone. Um, I I I like the movie. 
the movie did tend to get a little dry at times. Um, it didn't have, it had an uneven pacing, uh, in my opinion. It was, it was, you know, they, they did a lot of exposition. It wasn't, um, you know, a lot of character talk and whatnot. It wasn't just straight action. Yeah. Or, you know, um, you, you got a lot of, like, talk and uh, like background story in regards to right, what I mean, the motivations of the characters were. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you have you have the character. i got to look up these character names. Yeah. You know, I, I, with I, Star Wars, these names never make any sense. <laughs> but the main character is Jin Orso. Right, right. right. That The actress is uh, Felicity Jones. Um... Who I think is is, you know, in the tradition of Star Wars, you had Carrie Fisher, you had uh, uh, who, who's the new girl? Oh, uh, who plays Ray? Now I can't think of her name. That's all right. We'll call it Ray. <laughs> that's all right. I I, I <coughs> now I cannot think of her name because ah uh, uh, because we don't have as much time invested in this new series. Uh, I can't think of her name. But like her, so they have the same kind of you know kind of a short, thin woman. Uh, I guess you could say even Leia in the first Star Wars started with a British accent. <laughs> did she? Yeah, she oh. kind of did. Remember the Grand Moff Tarkin, I smelled you, or you know something <laughs> like that. <clears throat> anyway, the um, there's a Rebel Alliance guy. Uh, he's played by Diego Luna. It's Cassian Andor. The evil uh, weapons guy in charge of the Death Star. Uh, is uh, Orson Krennic, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn. And then there's like, uh, there's this blind kind of guy who is not really a Jedi, but he's sort of guardian of the Jedi planet. Uh, Donnie Yen plays him. Yep, yep. Uh, he's also known as Ip Man. He was in the Ip Man movies. All right. Um, he, um, I think he's in the new, he's in another new film that's just coming out now. Um, Mads Mikkelsen plays uh, Jin Ursel's father. Alan Tudyk plays the droid guy. Um, Riz Ahmed is uh, this uh, Imperial pilot who becomes a Jedi guy. Uh, I mean, a, an Alliance guy. And um, you know, some other. And Forrest Whitaker plays this like old Saw Gerrera who's uh, you know. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. But I was gonna say, and I, there's even uh, an uh, cameo by James Earl Jones. Yeah, the voice of Vader. Of course. A, what, I didn't think the voice was that bad. A lot of people thought it sounded terrible, but I Actually, thought it was fine. I thought I thought Darth Vader looked fat on screen. <laughs> I don't know the Vader. The, the, when I saw Vader, it just looked elongated. Yeah, but it's a young guy. Well, no, it, it was just weird. The ratio, maybe the screen uh -huh. was up, but he looked he looked like somebody stretched him out. Mm. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe it was James Earl Jones under that suit. <laughs> no, I, he was never in the suit. I know it was David Prowse originally. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so basically, the the plot is Jin Urso is the daughter of this um, uh, Imperial scientist who eventually designs the Death Star. Uh, he escapes. He's like a you know he escapes from the Empire. This other guy, Krennic, is looking for him. They find him. They killed the wife. They take him. She is the girl escapes. She's raised by uh, the Whitaker character, and she's very skeptical about um, you know this alliance <coughs> and and all this kind of thing. And and basically, they just kind of all of a sudden they're kind of in they're they're just almost overnight they're just sort of in it together. And, you know, they have to escape the Empire, they have to foil their plans, you know, whatever. I mean, that's what we, I kind of expected. And that's basically what you, what you had in a lot of the expanded universe stories, was this type of a story. But, for me, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a fantastic movie. The music was, fa this was like, I mean, I like The Force Awakens, don't get me, I love that movie. But, this one... The combination of the music, which, by the way, was not John Williams. Right. Uh, the music was done by a uh, composer, uh, Michael Giacchino. Uh, Michael Giacchino was actually uh, was done... But it wasn't for, the only one. Um, it was another guy, too. No, it was it was Michael Giacchino. It, there were elements of, of, of music from uh, John Williams, yeah. used motifs from that, but it was all uh, Michael Giacchino. 
Michael Giacchino has done stuff like... Uh, he does all the J.J. Abrams. J.J. So. Abrams. But before that, for you video game enthusiasts, before the that... The Medal of Honor. Yeah, he used to do the Medal of Honor. He actually was the one best, who originated... Best Medal game music ever. He did Medal of Honor series. He also did The Incredibles. He also did the Star Trek movies. The, yeah, uh, the reboots. Yeah. Um, Lost, Alias. He, right. He, he's, he's, he's been around for a while. And... Uh, but... Anyway, so the music was great. Um, the cinematography just on it was fantastic. I mean, Force Awakens great also, but this one, even though there was CGI, my God, I mean, the thing looked like it looked like if you had a dream about being in the original trilogy, right. like today, right. like with today's technology to make right, it, everything look so real. That's what it looked like. They did a fantastic job. Music was great. And um, the other thing was, the, yeah, the, I, I really liked the movie. But the last 20 minutes was some of the best 20 minutes of any film I've ever seen. I mean, it was unbelievable. Just, you know, the uh, uh, the action and the suspense and then the ending, you know, was terrific. It was, it was, uh, that's it for me. The movie, the movie was, it was a good movie. It, it now, what was your analogy you were telling me? Oh, uh, well, uh, I compared it to a couple of movies, actually. I compared it to, I called it the Dirty Dozen in Space. Um, it had elements of, of these misfits getting together and, you know, going after the, the event. You don't know who's going to live or die. Um, I also compared it to, uh, in, in a lot of ways also to, uh, Alien 3. Um, why Alien 3? You have these, you have these people, and most of them died, if not all of them, including yeah. the protagonist. They're all going against this larger thing. Like uh, remember, Wayne Lutani was the corporation, it was like the empire in a way, Wait. and they were trying to get the ultimate weapon, which was an alien. In in essence, almost the same thing. It's not an alien, obviously. It's it's the Death Star, the plans for the Death Star, and you have these crew people sacrificing themselves for quote-unquote, the greater good. Yeah. Um, and basically, they, they end up dying. Basically, everybody dies. Wait, everybody died in the Dirty Dozen? No, no. Oh, in Alien, Alien 3. 3. In in in, uh, in Dirty Dozen, not, not all of them die, but a good number of them die. Yeah. And, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, you know, and, and they, but you don't know who's going to die. Right. And this one, well, they all died. And I was going to say, the most useless... Well, I mean, it's also sort of like a, a more uh, contemporary, like, Saving Private Ryan. Right. Right. Similar, very similar elements. Um, however, um, one character I did feel that was very underutilized. I don't know. I mean, I understood his purpose, but I didn't really feel it was the Forest Whitaker character. Oh, yeah. There was well. not. There was not much to him. <laughs> they went to look for him, and then he decided to die, <laughs> yeah. and that was it. There was nothing about what his true role was, and. Like he was gonna abandon nothing. Like I just... heard, I heard that there was there's a lot of deleted scenes involving oh, of him, course. so maybe they, that, always... they cut a lot of that. I don't know. But uh... well, don't forget uh, the director Gareth Edwards, who did a great job. He initially shot the movie with like a kind of like a Scooby Doo ending, as they say, to draw Wayne's World analogy. Because um, he didn't think that Disney would ever go for the the you know the ending that he eventually shot. Right. And that's why, because you remember, like, last year, they reshot a ton of stuff, um, like, a few months later, do these reshoots, and everybody's like, oh, my God, the movie's a ruin, it's ruined, it's right. a wreck, oh! But what happened was, he shot the Scooby-Doo <laughs> ending, showed it to Disney people, and said, listen, uh, this is what this is what this looks like, but this is what it could be, and then the Disney people were like, you know, why'd you do this? This isn't even, this isn't good, do it the other way. So he actually went and reshot... You know the 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 ending that you see, which is I think the much better, the much better ending. You know, and so mm. that's that's why like deleted scenes for this movie, I who cares? I mean, it's inferior, right, 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 in a I, sense. But I, I I like the way it played out. I like the, the when they included Vader. By the way, well, I, well, that's the <laughs> thing. So, well, first of all, before we get to that, the first thing that has caused some controversy was. With CGI and with a stand-in actor and with a voice actor, 
they recreated the the performance essentially of Peter Cushing as Tarkin. Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin right. from the original Star Wars movie. When I first saw this in the theater, I was just like, you know, this is this could be. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I kind of knew that they had done it. And I'm thinking to myself, this is risky. This this is going to be risky here. And then I saw it, and the, when he turned, because he's, he's, he's talking. Right. And he speaks for a while with his back turned to the camera. Right, right. And a Star Destroyer. And all of a sudden, at one point, I figured that's all it would be. It would just be him, like, talking, the back right. turn, whatever, you know. All of a sudden, he turns around. And a lot of people that I was in the theater with were, like, younger. They, they didn't get it. He turns, because there's, look, there's a lot, not only with this, but there's a lot of, like, in-jokes in this film and right. homages up the gut. I mean, they had the one scene where in the cantina on this Jetta planet, right, right, when they're running away, one of them, I think the Cassian dude, he bumps into the two nitwits. Dr. Everson and, 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 and Walter. Uh, yeah, the, the Walrus, Walrus guy to get his arm chopped Walrus off. Man. And he said something like, be careful. He goes, I've got, I've got the bounty on my head. head. I yep. want it in 20 systems. He said that exact, almost the exact line and they kind of, brushed them off but it was great the way they but wait it but seriously though it's the same <laughs> it was the same goofy scene that they did in family guy wasn't it or, or the simpsons or didn't they like reenact it and they did this whole like i think it was family guy this whole thing where it was like the guy was like you know the poor walrus guy was the nice guy and the other guy was a jerk right and he keeps getting him beat up and his hand shot <laughs> but that was funny but a lot of the people in the audience didn't get it because, like, they probably hadn't, like, seen Star Wars right. 50,000 times like us. Right, right. So Tarkin's there, and all of a sudden he turns around, and a few of us in the theater did a collective, like, <gasps> That's what I did. I was, and I was, I was like, holy I was, crap. It was, it was incredible. I could still see that there's, they're, they're on the verge now. They're definitely on the verge <laughs> of having that full, full effect. But they still, the CG still has a slight... Well, his mouth, yeah, like quality. the mouth, but... But it still looked good. It still looked very good. In fact, it's... But here's the problem, though. People said, oh, it doesn't look real. It doesn't look like him. And I argued... This is what I said. I, I argued to people. I said, look, even at full, cleaned-up Blu-ray whatever of the original Star Wars 1977, right. you, you people have to understand, that was shot on film in 1976 right. with film stock from that point at, right. and, and camera equipment and lighting from then. Right. So... You're never gonna. How are you gonna recreate a guy, you know, uh, even even his performance then, which is not what you would get now. I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't use uh, the guy. Uh, well, Wayne Prigram, which is another actor. He was. They they used him. He in, looked terrible in that in that little scene. Yeah, that in, looked in bad. Of the that looked bad. But he was supposed to be a younger Tarkin. I don't care. That he was bad. a younger Tarkin. And that's, that makes sense to me. Um, no, they wanted a guy who uh, had similar facial features and was like gaunt like him and everything. And well, Pickram had had those features. No, Pickram was. Like, I mean, he was too. He's too. He's too big. This, yeah. uh, the guy, the guy they got was like this scrawny looking guy. Uh, did you uh, have you watched Farscape? Yes, and, and and he was he's a tall guy. I don't remember him being. Tall. It's not even tall. Is it Wayne? Pick he has more like more muscle to him. Gotcha. More weight on him. This other guy was like like scrawny, but anyway. Um, so he starts talking, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this is working good. This does sound like him, but they didn't like go over the top. Where like, no, they did not. They they allowed him to like do his thing, and they allowed Ben Mendelsohn, who was the true actor. You know the real actor and the right. character. They let him be the the guy that was like doing the the acting. Anyway, so um, the la but like I said, the last like 10, 15, 20 minutes is unbelievable. The music is building to that final scene where Vader is attacking the people on the uh, um, he on was the, basically uh, attacking the rebel the rebels. ship and. And he's hitting him with the light say I mean, it's unbelievable. And to the point where all of a sudden you see this little, you know, of the big Alliance ship, you see this Corellian Corvette ship taking off and flying away. And immediately I'm just thinking, I know what that ship is. Right. Because they're giving the Death Star plans to this thing and that thing. And I forget if they gave it to R2 at that point. I said, I know that ship. I know that ship. Yeah, it was it was um, impressive. I think, I think what they did was they, in, in the original trilogy... 
you see Star uh, Vader as an imposing figure, but you never really truly see. Well, you do. You see it in Empire when he's fighting Luke. Yeah. Um, you see the prowess a little bit, but you never see him fighting against multiple foes or showing that that Jedi strength that we've seen in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And let's say well, seeing yeah, and seeing Luke uh, in, in obviously in Return of the Jedi. Um, and we finally get to see Vader in in a situation where he can take out multiple people, multiple targets. Well, and, and you see, his, he's imposing as hell. And he, and yes, and before mm. then, before I forget, they had they also had these these little moments where they spliced in, which were actually unused footage that they found from old masters. They spliced in when they're when they're doing the roll call of the rebel pilots and the X wings and the Y wings when they're right. doing the attack. And they're saying, "Go leader," and it's these old actors, some of whom are dead. Funny thing is, is some of those scenes were actually cut. From the original movie, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, it was the same exact scenes, but they were done so well that you didn't yeah. care. It was it was added to the story correctly. They didn't overdo it. Yeah, they and, didn't and, dwell. And they had new people and all. And then the other thing was, they the the dogfight in space, unlike the the Revenge of the Sith dogfight, it just was was just like throw up on the screen, just crap <laughs> everywhere, ships everywhere. This one you could tell, even though you're just sitting there. I mean, I went to the IMAX with the 3D, right? But it's still like, and, and they had, <coughs> they had like the camera, the quote camera set up like on the wing of the X-wing, you know, like they would on a racing car. It was fantastic, and you, you're kind of moving with it. It was like a ride. No, they did, a, they did a nice job. Um, and then of course the great reveal at the end, and one of the last scenes was basically, the 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 captain has the the thing, and then. All of a sudden, you see this body, and it turns around, and it is Princess Leia. You know, it's an actress playing her, and 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 they just took like an old, they took yeah. a one-line thing from some old, you know. She said hope, hope, you know, some something she had said in the past. But <laughs> it's an actress. But they, you know, they put the digital like 1977 Carrie Fisher on this this person, and I was like, I, I'm just like in shock. Well, it, it looked good, but uh, you're gonna think I'm funny on this, but I'm being serious. I think there were too many freckles on her. I don't know. She just seemed too freckled for my blood. I don't know. I don't recall. I think her nose, they had the nose a little bit wrong, but I still could, it still worked out well. No, it was, it was done. It was done well, you know, but yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's funny because the CGs, like I said, the freckles were a little much. It, it just seemed that way to me. I mean, it, they, they got, they got the features right. Um, same thing with Tarkin. They, they 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 got they got the features right. They're very close to, to really perfecting that technology, um, but still, you know, I mean, it's definitely um, a step above. Uh, you remember Tron Legacy <laughs> when when they did um, the Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I know. and uh, uh, made, that kind of that honestly that like I mean I still liked I really liked the movie, but that kind of almost ruined it for me. But they're 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 doing they're doing um they're doing a better job. There's just not yeah. technologies uh, advancing, and I mean we've seen this before. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator Salvation, they did that. You yeah, know. that looked pretty good. And and it's 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 progressing. But still, you could still tell. <laughs> it no, still obviously. has an element that they they still don't have what I call the human factor. Not yet. They're getting there. But it's going to be a little while. So, uh, final thoughts? Final thoughts? thought the movie was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it did have some moments where it was a little long. It, it Long-winded. It was a lot of exposition in regards to the characters. Um, I My favorite character, actually, was... Um, Ip Man. What do we call it? Uh, <laughs> the blind... The blind... Uh, Jedi guy. He wasn't a Jedi, but he was a, a going Donnie to... Yen guy. Donnie yeah. Yen. Donnie Yen's character was great. I thought it was. It, also, I like the fact that they did not. Other than Vader, they didn't dwell on the Force. The movie wasn't Jedi ridden. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't overlaced with the Force and the things of the Force. They took it. Uh, they took it a different step. They 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 dealt with. I would say the everyman. What I mean by that is. These characters, obviously, they're, they're they're super characters in terms of, you know, what what they could do. But however, 
they didn't dwell on the force. And that's uh, one thing I like about the director. The director did not, I guess the writer and the director decided, hey, we're doing what's going on in the background. We're not going to dwell on the mysterious force and get all mystical on this story. It's, it's a realistic story in terms of you're dealing with these people that are basically dealing with, um, it's almost like guerrilla warfare. They're yeah. going in, they're dealing with this dangerous situation, and you know what? In my opinion, it was a, more of an original film than Force Awakens, by wow. far, by far. Force Awakens was a good movie, however, Abrams took the safe route. He took the safe route, and he made A New Hope reimagined, re-rebooted, in a way. Well, he, unfortunately, yeah, I know, but... We've we've talked about it. it he had to. Mm, he wow. had to because he had to bring back the the audience were sick of the Lucas films. They had to I, bring it back. I guess you know what though. You know that's the other thing. Um, as much as people, um, can I curse on this? No. Uh, as much as people <laughs> defecate, there you go. Um, as much as people make fun of uh, the prequel trilogy, and yes, okay, acting. Was obviously not the greatest acting. Yeah. However, the story I thought was pretty interesting. The fact that the fact that um, the emperor played out these both, it just the way he did it, it was like a puppet master. He 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 was. He created uh, the the republic. I, I mean, he was part of the republic. I'm sorry. He created the army to go against it. The, the, the federation. No, I, I which, realize that it's just the execute. Lucas directing was a disaster. But I mean, the story is. I mean, generally, the story, though his rise to power, I know, he played the, act, the directing was terrible, the acting was terrible, the dialogue was terrible. Yeah, no, I have to agree with that. So, just as, and then uh, we do this on our show. Uh, celebrity death, unfortunately, the mega one is that Carrie Fisher died. Right. Died. Yeah. Literally, this is how bad it was. I went to the theater. I think you saw the movie before I did. I went to the theater, saw the movie. And within a couple of days, here I am in this huge high. Right. And Carrie Fisher is, you know, has a heart attack on a plane. And then over the, and then over the, and then she dies. That was depressing. That was, that was a, that was a shock, actually. But she seemed kind of sick in Force Awakens. I hate to say that. Yeah, she, she, yeah I mean, she was, something you know, was wrong. And as soon as I noticed, you know, she looked like. smoker. You know what she looked like to me? She looked like her face was like, she reminded me of Joan Rivers. <laughs> well, Joan Rivers is a. Well, she's the, gone uh, too, but plastic I mean, surgery. But it was just like her. She just she she seemed so stiff. Well, she took a lot of drugs, and it's a shame. You know, it's it's, it's a shame what happened. Yeah, it's terrible. Harrison Ford looked okay, and she yeah. looked. She but Harrison looked, Ford like always kept in shape. Yeah, but she, you know how much older he is than her. I know. It's just it's a shock. It was just a shock when I saw. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I didn't think she. I I kind of. You know, and obviously they they did finish episode eight, so she will be featured at I don't know how how much they shot of her in that movie, but I have no idea what they're going to do for her going forward. I was going to say, yeah, I was wondering what they're going to do. Are they going to mention her? Oh, she died in an explosion, or I mean, they came out the other day and they said that they wouldn't like recreate her right, with CGI. They... I I think that's that's so risky. I don't think they can do it. I'm just wondering it's how he's going to what he's going to do. Um, what they're going to do in regards to that because you have this character that they're developing. But, you know what? The story's not about them. It's Look, about Ray and uh, The fact Finn. is, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Carrie Fisher has had, you know, substance abuse problems, mental problems. She's very bipolar. She's bipolar for right, years. Right. So they had to know the fact going in that um, there's a there was a possibility when they were grafting these scripts that regardless of her health, that she might not have been up to doing a big role. Right. I think they had to kind of have that in the back of this. She's not Mark... I mean, I love Carrie, but she's not Mark Hamill or Harrison Ford. Right. Who've been working steadily uh, in that sense. So I think they had to have that in the back of their mind, you know. We want to have her. Right. But at the same point, uh, we can't have her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can't have her as prominently as, say, a Mark Hamill or as Harrison Ford was in, in the seventh one. Well, Mark Hamill had, had hardly any time in the seventh. Well, no, but he's prominent in the next one. He's the you know one of the he's the feature guy, really. Let's hope they don't kill him off. They better not because they won't have anybody in the next one. All right, so uh, 
Breaking news! This has got to be real because it's on soon.net. Breaking news. I'm going to read this to you. Deadline. Now, we've had a lot of fake news lately. Okay. Deadline is reporting that James Cameron, Deadpool director Tim Miller, and David Ellison of Skydance are teaming up for a new Terminator movie. New Terminator movie. Cameron will regain the Terminator rights in 2019. I hope so. It's about time. Uh, I was really disappointed with the last, obviously, with the last two Terminator films. Salvation was a joke. The last time... I like Salvation. <coughs> what bothered me about Salvation, as opposed to... Um, and I okay. like Genesis. But it wasn't... <laughs> the, the, last, the last thing that we saw of Skynet, as per Cameron's vision, was uh, when we finally actually got to see Skynet. Uh, as per Cameron, it was um, Terminator 2 3D, which was uh, you know the, the Universal Studios uh, ride, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, his vision of of of, of um, Skynet was this massive, metallic, imposing building. It was incredible. It looked really nice, um, and, and it looked, you know, what you would imagine in your mind, something imposing. Yeah, and then you have. Salvation. And you have this situation where they go inside and they this this chintzy looking factory that looks like you, I don't know you could I find know, in industrial Hoboken. I know, and, but I and, thought the car like Christian Christian Bale's fantastic. Uh, she was great in uh, he was great in it. Bryce Howard was great. Uh, Sam Worthington was great. Even you know and another guy, rest in peace. Uh, uh, Anton Yelkin was great. I, I, you know what? I'm telling you. I, I, I disagree. I, uh, Yelchin's character, and I can definitely, Yelchin's character, for one. It was better than Genesis. Well, I mean, Kyle was... Reese is this intense character. He's an intense. He's a kid. Doesn't matter. He's, he, he went into a war. He's growing up in this war. And the, Al Anton Elchin, God rest his soul, is, is, his performance was very bland. And it, it was like, He's in this war, but I didn't feel the intensity. No. I mean, you watch, you watch uh, <clears throat> Kyle Reese, you know, Michael Bean, in in the original series, in the original movie, the first movie, his character was intense. There was something going on. There was an urgency happening, and you got nothing of that in this guy's performance. And then you had the the flaws in that film too. They have the robots, uh, the Terminators have Kyle Reese in the sights. Terminate him! You're Terminators! You don't take him to the factory to process him. You're going to kill him. You're going to kill him because you know what's going to happen. And that just kind of bothered me. That, that There was a couple of other elements about that. And not, not only that, let's go to Genesis. Now. Genesis. The performances were so terrible. Yeah, that's um, a tough one. Very tough. The performances were terrible. Okay, you had... You had like scenes that I hate this in movies. Um, you had um, this bus, the school bus that flips over a thousand <laughs> times, okay, and it has Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor in it. Yeah, but Arnold was funny. But, you know what? <laughs> he, he, he had moments, but the movie as a whole was was terrible. Like even even worse. For example, okay, they recreated certain scenes. From the original Terminator, because they went back in time. Yeah. They had new characters, new actors, okay? And it was so badly acted that even the smallest role, like like the bum, <laughs> there's a bum they've come out. Yeah. Hey, buddy! In the original, hey, buddy, did you really see some bright lights? And then all of a sudden you hear him, that son of a blank yeah. stole my pants! <laughs> and he, like, he gets into it. You see this new guy. Hey, did you see some bright lights that blank stole my pants he sounded like a book and not just him you had him you had you had um oh the guy again the guy who played kyle reese very bland there was no intensity to his character whatsoever could not top oh but that, that's yeah because uh, jay jay courtney is not he's not a good actor you know he couldn't nice guy but he's just not a good actor he could not top Michael Bean. Michael Bean had this intensity in the original role that could not be touched. 
I mean, he, like, you know, that one scene goes, you know, the original Terminator, that's what he does. That's all he does. He gets all into it. He gets all freaked out. He knows what's at stake, what's going to happen if the Terminator gets Sarah Connor. In this film, you don't feel that intensity. He's just... The, the what's the actor's name? See, I'm so forgettable. Jay forget Courtney. Jay Courtney. Jay, what's his face? Nah. All right. He doesn't do anything. He he he's like blindly plodding along the whole film. In my opinion, I did not feel his character whatsoever. And the the it was it was like somebody was taking the whole storyline, the whole the way everything went. It almost felt like the director was taking. Matchbox cars and creating action sequences with all right, matchbox all right. cars. Now, the recently the Alien Covenant trailer came out. That's the next Alien film that Ridley Scott is doing. What right. did you think? Now, everybody, people like they were like, "Oh, I saw the trailer. It's so scary." And I'm thinking to myself, "Well, yeah, it looks kind of <laughs> gross, but you know, you people realize you've seen this seven times by now. You know, you know what the aliens do." Uh, what's up? My th- here's my thought. I know it's 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 going to be kind of a return to the first Alien film right. in a sense. My thought is, I mean, yes, I'm 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 game for it. I really liked Prometheus. I know you like you liked it too. Yeah, Prometheus was a good film. The I- reason I liked it was the reason everybody hated it. I liked it because it wasn't Alien. Right. It was, it was basically- Alien, but it wasn't. It was it was more about the engineers. It Which was is what I like. There's and- this mystery about it this like what happens where and i don't think this film is going to explain that at all well from what i've gathered uh i know uh naomi rapach from the prometheus um she's she's in it but i think she only shows up at the end she is coming back and fastbender's in it as well yeah he's he's in it but he's the android but i don't know if he's playing the same android i'm not sure either uh, seeing the trailer, it was good. It's it, it's obviously it was intriguing. He did try to keep that, those elements of Alien, the original Alien, in there. Um, I'm just curious what they're going to do in regards to. Remember, in the ending of of uh, the you know the uh, Prometheus movie, you got to see something called the Deacon Alien. Yeah. Which was a different type of alien. It wasn't an alien. It was a xenomorph or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he called it something a neomorph. I think it was called. And I'm just wondering if he's going to explore elements of that. I'm also curious to find out if he's going to explore, uh, be exploring elements of uh, the engineers. What's going to, going to happen? Why they sent the uh, aliens uh, over to Earth? Apparently, this is supposed to be an origin story for the alien itself, from what I've heard. But I'm not sure. I'm, I'm actually went in with uh, some knowledge, but I don't want to go in with too much mm. because I don't want to spoil it for myself. However. Um, like I said, I think, I think, uh, he's trying to take it, um, more to a different level. Uh, you know, Ridley Scott's trying to make it a little bit more, he's trying to bring back some of that mystique that he had in the, in the first yeah. movie. Um, I just think for me, any science fiction movie that Ridley Scott does, other than Blade Runner, because I never, I know you're a big fan, but I never got into Blade Runner. For some reason, it just never really got got me. I I love all of his science. I mean, The Martian's great. I know it's not science fiction, but it is, you know, space. Right, right. You know, the guy has an unbelievable way of painting a picture. Right. Even in today with today's technology, I mean, he has he has succeeded where I think George Lucas and contemporaries like Lucas and Spielberg and and a lot of those guys have failed. Like, they've never, they've gone into the new technology and just made a mess of it. I mean, you know, Spielberg made a mess of Indiana Jones and Crystal Skull. He just no, made a mess of it. Visually. Movie, yes. He made a mess of it visually. And Lucas, forget about it. And Ridley Scott, though, man, he just keeps banging these things out. It's unbelievable. Well, he, he, it, from what I can tell from his movies, he, he he puts thoughts in the movies. Uh, he's very thoughtful about what he puts out before he puts it out. Um, so yeah, what I've gathered from his films, I mean, he's he's done a great. Now job. he's an executive producer on this show. It's been this show is an Amazon exclusive. Now it's been two seasons. The third one is coming up. The Man in the High Castle. Uh, that was originally written by I think Philip K. Dick. Yeah, in in the early sixties. 
and it's basically uh, alternate history thing, you know, the Japanese and the Germans win World War Two, and what happens, you know, basically after that. And then there's like a lot of mythicism involved. Well, it deals with the Nazis, I know that. No, it's uh, both. And uh, it's basically, it's, it's ten episodes a season. I'm almost through the full second season. And it's, I mean, the thing is fantastic. The visuals... Uh, the production quality is, is, is top notch. The acting is great. Rufus Sewell is the, is the head Nazi. He's fantastic. Oh, Always he's, has he's been. He's a great actor. Dark City. Oh you know. my god. I love that movie. Um, and so it's, it's great. And then I'm, I'm, so I'm almost done with the second season and it's really kicking off like with the mysticism and, um, and it's fantastic. I recommend it to all, but that is also a, a Ridley Scott produced effort, if you will. I don't know how much he had to do with it, but I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's very, it's very good. So, um, the one last thing I was going to talk about, I don't know if you have. Uh, it'll take you too long to get the soundtrack. Which one? Mad Max. The newest one? No, the old ones. Oh uh, yeah, I have a... nah, I forget. So <clears throat> I know you're a Mad Max fan. Of course. So in December, <laughs> out on um, in Queens, they had the, one of the conventions. I always go to conventions, and this one convention had a Mad Max Two slash Road Warrior reunion. Okay. Now I had through uh, you know getting a, a, a rare chance, I was able to meet Mel Gibson a few uh, a few weeks earlier. Uh, he was promoting his Hacksaw Ridge movie. I've talked about it on the podcast. I like the movie. It's okay. And so then they had this reunion. Now, they've had some of the actors. Some of those actors, like Bruce Spence, okay. who was the tall guy. He played the uh, the gyro the gyro pilot. captain. He was also yeah. in uh, the second, uh, the third movie. He was in Thunderdome, but he plays... It's a technically a different character. Right, right. But he's from, you know, Matrix, uh, Legends of the Seeker. Star Wars. He was also yeah, in Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Also, uh, he, he was there. He, uh, Vernon Wells, who played the, the uh, I think it was Wes. That was his name. And I think that was his. He's basically like the, the rabid maniac on, on the. Um, he was like, the one with the Moha- the red mohawk. Yeah, the mohawk. He was, he was the main. He like, was kind of know, like the it, secondary villain in the. In yeah, the but movie. he's from like. Uh, <clears throat> You know, he he was he's from Commando uh-huh. and um Inner Space Inner Space and Weird Science and whatever. Another Australian guy, very nice guy. And then also uh Virginia Hay, who was also in Farscape. Right. As Zon. Yeah, mm-hmm. she played that blue alien Zon woman. Yep. And she was a Bond girl very briefly. And so those three tore a lot with conventions. But they also got uh, this other guy, Jell. Uh, I think his name was Sam Jell Samuelson or something. I have to yeah, look it up. And uh, uh, this guy is actually, I think he's uh, Scandinavian. Like never does conventions, but he played Lord Humongous. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> so um, because he was like a bodybuilder back then, I'll you just know. Just to help you tell it's him. He never yeah, well, saw his face. <laughs> Could be a standing, you know? That was him. And, um... Yeah, so he was... They brought him... <coughs> and then the fourth guy they brought was... Uh, Jell Nielsen, sorry. The fourth guy was Emil Minty, who played the Feral the Kid. The Feral Kid, yep. In that film. I always thought he looked like Chaka, but that's <laughs> another story. But he looks normal now. <laughs> but this dude, like, he's like, you know, I never... This dude's never been out of Australia. So they basically had all of the living major characters of Mad Max 2, other than Michael Preston, who was a he played Papa Gallo. Uh, he's pretty old, but you know they didn't get him. Did you, you ever notice? Other than Mel Gibson. Did you ever notice that Papa Gallo looked like Mick Jagger? I don't know. I just thought he looked. Like yeah, Mick Jagger. I'm not. He had blonde hair. It doesn't matter. Just Mick Jagger just dies. But that guy was, you know, Michael Preston was also he's also a singer. Oh, look at that! I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he made. Uh, a lot of UK hits, but he was a singer, like, back in, like, you know, like, in the 60s. You sure he wasn't uh, Jagger Standin? <laughs> no. No, it was too... Uh, Jagger uh, too no, he had, he had, like, hit music in, like, 1959. Mm. Into the 60s. But anyway, so they got these five. 
and the whole time I'm thinking, these people are never going to show up. They got to fly them from Australia, a lot of them. They, they, they never show up. Wouldn't you know, they all showed up. And you, I don't know if you saw the pictures of mine on Facebook. Of course I did. You always, I mean, good pictures. The, they do. They had, they had this guy. You ever hear they have this thing in LA called, in, in the like Mojave Desert. I forget what the hell they call it. It's like, um, uh, I forget. It's some like festival that they do. But basically it's like a Mad Max homage. They all go out in the valley and act like, you know, they're in Mad, they go into the Mojave Desert and act like they're in Mad Max. Everybody dresses up crazy. One of the founders of this thing, this uh, this guy, <laughs> these two guys, they own this amazing Mad Max prop and costume collection, and they brought it to the show. That's why pictures of it. They had uh, they had all these co- all the costumes, the props, all the movies. It was fantastic. Motorcycles. The one guy cosplays as Lord Humongous, right? And he dressed and he was uh, he looked just like him. And he went up to Jell Nielsen and gave him, like, the mask. And they both had the mask on and they were goofing around. It was hilarious. So I did talk to, you know, each one of them. And I'll play some clips for the audience. Um, and then they did a Q&A, which I already put the, posted the video up on YouTube, which was, you know, great. But it's just, it was great to talk to them because, you know, a lot of these... Some of them had not seen each other in 30-some-odd years. Wow. Like, Never. Like, the guy that played the feral kid, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, I've done a few things here and there, but he's like, I haven't seen these people in 30 years. And I'm thinking to myself, you mean they never had, like, a Mad Max 2 Road Warrior reunion in Australia? He's like, no, he's like, they just never, like, think to do that. Which is kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, that's like a once in a lifetime. They're never going to get all these people together. I was going to say, think uh, <laughs> going to be a, a regular at conventions? I, I mean, he'd do it. He seemed very game to do it, but... That's a few bucks in his pocket. <laughs> nah, no, he was a real nice guy. He's like, you know, I'm really, enjoy- I'm really enjoying New York. And I said, but you're not really in New York or in Queens. <laughs> He's like, no, man. You know, and he was telling me... Uh, <clears throat> He looked out the window the night before, and the cops were chasing somebody down the street. Uh, like a car chase. He's like, this is great. Uh, he's picturing that Mad Max is real in the city. Yeah, he's like, this is really New York. I said, well, not quite, but... Yeah, so that, that was a great time. And um, I got, like, a, I had this post, this art poster I found. I printed it out. Had them sign it. Um, so, yeah, it was a great time. And, uh, you know, Mad Max 2. Bruce Spence. Hi, Bruce. Good. It's great to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, name's Greg. Greg, hi. Uh, I just want to get your autograph on here. Uh huh. And um, I'm probably going to get the uh, the group photo later. Oh, so. right. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow. Uh, do you want me to do it in silver? Uh, yeah. black. I can do it in black. Where are you at on here? I'm up here. Or is that you? Oh, well, I'm there twice. Yeah, so. I didn't. Uh, I think if you do it in in uh, black. yeah, black probably here. Yeah. yeah. No, if it was over here, it'd be silver. I I met Mel Gibson uh, about a month ago, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had a like a meet and greet for uh, radio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I missed. I missed him signing on the street, so I don't know. To say a prayer to get him one day. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy, actually. Really, yeah, I met him personally. He's a nice guy. Uh, and Legends of the Seeker, I was a huge, huge oh, fan of that. It's. I can't believe it was only two years. Yeah, that's uh, right. Well, and that's when the DFC, the big financial crunch, happened, and they. The oh, yeah. Because that was. Um, it was up here, it was syndicated. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, sure. nothing does that anymore. That was like the last show. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, that's for you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, I may come back for an individual photo sure. if I don't like the way like the group one comes whatever out. You, so. Whatever you yeah. it's up to you. Thank I'll you see you again. Much. Thank you. Vernon Wells. There you go, Mr. Wells. Nice to meet you. Uh, Thank you. Greg. Hi, Greg. I just want to get your autograph on there. Sure. 
Yeah, you could you could put it on his coat there. Yeah, what color is that? Is that like a? Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you want to see Rick? Uh, no, no, you just put your name. Whatever if you can whatever you can fit in that space is fine by me. Yeah, beautiful. Um, by the way, Inner Space is still one of my favorite movies ever. It's hilarious. You know. Um, what was this? McCarthy? Was that his name? Yeah. Yes. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin. He's that guy was hilarious. He's just a really, really nice man. Yeah. Really nice. He used to do conventions like ten up to like about ten years ago, and I missed him. I think he passed away. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was pretty old. He was in the nineties. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's for you. For me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get the, uh, the the group photo with you guys uh, later. So. Hopefully it works out. Drag their asses down there, damn it. Yeah, it's a rare, rare opportunity to get you guys. All, I mean, I didn't know Emil there. Hadn't seen anybody in. Decades and none of them. Um, Shell has it, Emil has it, uh, our gyro captain does it occasionally. Yeah, early. it's just in right? Usually does but not even in the states that much, not a lot of times, especially not here. Is he is he still coming? Yeah, Shell should be here. He's, he had a, a he bypass about three weeks ago. I think he's got a little bit of pain. So oh, he'll be here a little later. All right. Thank you. My pleasure, sir. Emil Menche. Hey, nice to meet you, man. How are you? Greg? Why you so familiar? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> never been to Australia? I've never. And I've never been to the States, so... Never? So, so we're, never. Come on. No. No. Wow. This is actually my second time out of Australia. Really? Yeah. Wow. So... New for me, but uh, it's, it's it's amazing, mate. Yeah, nice uh, to meet I guess you. if you got to come anywhere, you got to come to New York. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. How's it all going? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, this is a rare. I, I came here last year, but this is a rare one to get you guys in. Yeah. In well, one one spot. It's thirty-five years since I've seen Bruce. Really? Since I've seen Virginia and Jill, who's hopefully with us later on. Oh. I saw Vernon maybe maybe. Four years ago in Sydney, yeah. um, but apart from that, man, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen him for 35 years, so wow. it's definitely a good reunion. <laughs> it's a pretty big one. So it's been uh, been good. I was still getting getting past. I was saying to Dylan, still getting past some jet lag, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been really good. Good being here. Good. I haven't seen much of uh, much of New York, but hey, you know. I've, well, you know, you you were out here. It's out in Queens. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not really. Yeah. I mean, it's. New York, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, no, that's New York, right. It made it was beautiful. I, I got an all right view. I, I had a little bit. We had a little bit of action uh, yesterday. I um, there was a there was an altercation, a car and police, oh, and wow. guns drawn, and you know, really, get out of the car, get out of the car, and, you know, yeah. one arrested, one two arrested, and one in an Ambo, and <laughs> mate, it was great. I had a lot of friends on Facebook go, oh, I'm sorry to, because a lot of them are, yeah, are from the States, and they're like, yeah. sorry you had to see that. And I'm like, no, no, sorry, mate. It's a great story for me to take <laughs> home. I was really on. I'm going, yeah, I've actually seen some real action instead of watching a movie before. As long as you're not involved. Yeah, no, mate. I was up in the hotel room, oh, safe, okay. safe as pie. Yeah, yeah. This is from my, my window. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think it's too too good when you get a little farther away from here. It's not. Yeah. It's a little, little yeah. dicey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's all right, mate. So yeah. like we all got those areas. I, I grew up in an area like like this in, in Sydney. Um, I grew up until I was probably you know, 22, 23. So yeah, yeah I, I called I, I called uh, my my suburb called Auburn. I called it the Bronx, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we all got them. We've all got them. So, yeah. 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 Well, all right. What do you what do you got? That's what I have here. Uh, mate, awesome. Okay. So I think that's you down here. I didn't do yep. this. But yeah, 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 yeah. I. Uh, do you want me to um, stole it? Just maybe try to fit it all in just in here, rather than go over the. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got room. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, like Vernon, I'll do here in yep. uh, Virginia, like in the shell. Just, just my signature. Uh, whatever you could fit. Yeah. Okay. I was telling Bruce I, I met Mel uh, about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was promoting Hacksaw Ridge. Wow. Um, here in New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. 
Yeah, look, uh, is, that, is that all right? Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mel, Mel's, Mel's doing really well now. Uh, he's doing really well. He looks okay. funny because he's he's shooting some he's shooting a movie in Ireland that is like a I don't know if it's fictional, but it's about the guy who like edited the old Oxford the English dictionary or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. More or something like that. But, but yeah. the guy in the eighteen hundreds, his look was like, you know, like the yeah. the beard and fat and all and that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. basically what Mel looks like now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he looked, I think it's looking pretty good. They look pretty scary yeah, looking, yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, look, he's made a great, great bloke. Um, I only remember what little I remember being eight. Yeah. Um, he was he was great, friendly with me. We were always gagging around and we were joking around all with all the guys, yeah. you know. So, but um, yeah. But well, like Hacksaw Richie was saying in in the uh, the interview, he was saying, you know, it's an indie movie. We did it with very little money. To yep. All Australian crew. Yep. He was like, yep. it was the first one I did in maybe since like one of the like. Thunderdome or something yeah, yeah, yeah. that he did with all Australian crew. I think the yeah. only outsider was like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, okay, yeah. As the actor, and that yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I haven't, haven't been able to see it yet, but it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, it's going to get going to get up there maybe with some Oscars. Apparently, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Garfield, Andrew Garfield was really good. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was the main star. Yeah. But uh, well, he's British, so I guess he yeah, was yeah. the other yeah, outsider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. Beyond that, it was uh, yeah. it was okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So war movies is not really my thing, but yeah. you know, um, it's not really a war because, movie though. It's yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's sort of like a it's a well the guy the the guy that's it's a based on was a conscientious objector. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to he didn't want to kill anyone, anyone, so he was yeah. a medic. Yep. Yeah. So like the movie deals with like them court martialing him and all, yeah, and, yeah. and the last like twenty five minutes is the war piece battle but it's you know it's amazing because the guy saved in one night yeah the guy was alone on the yeah. top of this cliff yeah i don't want to spoil it no 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 he was alone I, I know the, true story yeah, yeah. alone on top of and he he pulled 75 gis to safety alone yeah, yeah. lowered them himself yeah. down like a 200 foot cliff yeah amazing all night yeah isn't that crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's brilliant all right there you go so. okay no worries Alrighty. um let's grab you some Change. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot of tens. I'm, I've just sent someone <laughs> off to uh, to uh, to grab you some change. Unfortunately, you know the bank, you know the ATMs here, they only give out twenties. All good, man. Thanks. Uh, so, what's your first name again? First name? Greg. Greg. Yeah, nice to meet you. Right. So, yep. are you gonna bring that in the group photo that they're doing? Um, yes, I will. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, this is actually um, I couldn't bring my original. Yeah, we can't get it through the airport. But this is um, this is my uh, this is a replica I've made. So cool. Um, it's gonna gonna end up going back to Australia once I once I finish get some signatures from these yeah. guys. Oh yeah. yeah. It's gonna get auctioned off to the uh, Victorian Ambulance Service. So, ah, brilliant. Yeah. So cool. Good charity. Thanks. Nice to see you, Greg. Great. All right, buddy. Thanks. Virginia Hay. Hi, darling. Nice to see you. Lovely to see you too. You, res and, um, you actually responded to me on Facebook. Did I? Yeah. Are you Billy? No, oh, Greg. What's your name? Greg. 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 G R E G. Oh, you're Greg. Oh, yeah. Pay first. That way we're uh, easy. Yeah, I think it's faster. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what I did? I had on my phone, I went to, I started to make a list on my Facebook of uh, the people who were coming to see me. Ah. And, uh, and then I promptly forgot to check it. Right? So, the first person that came and said, I'm from your Facebook you're not Rick, right? You're great. Yeah. Have a look. I started to make a list. <laughs> and, so, and I wrote descriptions of people who I looked on their Facebook page. And I started to uh, write myself notes so that I knew. Um, and I had planned to look at it before the show opened and study it. So I would be able to say, Greg, hi. And then you'd go, Well, I just put like a like when the WinterCon put the photo. I said, that's a great guest. And you said, and you responded like, oh, you're coming to my table, right? I said, yes, of course. Uh, well, I got to the stage where I was so busy that I stopped making these notes. Uh, 
people, and I kept on thinking, no, I must remember to go back to my Facebook page and complete this, but it gets crazy. Nobody does that, though. I have, I brought them actually. Yeah, two. So, I did not draw these. I did not draw these, but uh, well, that's from the Road Warrior. I have something from Sparsky. Did you make that? No, I did, <laughs> I did not. It's amazing. I stole it. You stole it? Yeah. That's not um, so where did you steal it from? Uh, the internet. Yeah, I saw it on the internet somewhere. A guy had done a print, and I've, I've tried to contact some of those people before, and they always tell me, you know, I'd really love to reprint it for you, but it's licensed, I can't, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just print it by my own. That's true. I know. And the um, images belong to the film company. And when it's something like this, which is a film poster, it is copyrighted. I know that these days that makes no sense because everyone just grabs what they like. No, I, it, it makes sense to me. It's just the prints that they sell are like the theatrical size, and yeah, I can't. Big. They're too big for me. Should I make it out to you? No, you can just sign it. Sign it in the character, I guess. If you have oh, like yeah. a, oh, yeah. you could put it right here on a. I could catch you down there. Yeah. Well, it's just drawing. <laughs> By the way, I need two two autographs and a photo. Okay. You give me a second. Yeah, once she's done. Yeah. That's 80. I think there's 80 there. 80, 90. Oh, 80. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. I got that up. Excellent. And I'm going to put a little heart there. All right. Exact change. Cool. Oh, look. Yeah. And Shell's got his hand on me. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, no, copyright is a crazy thing because I often take I stuff, I take images from the yeah. internet all the time and I'm constantly getting in trouble by the people who own them and they go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not selling it. No, I know. it's well, for I me. Do. I do. <laughs> well, I know you do, but... So I get myself into trouble. And this was the other thing. Again, I didn't draw it. Oh, wow. Found it somewhere. It was like, amazing. I think it's from a comic... Gigi's. Yes, yes. I think it's from a comic book that either didn't come out or I don't know what the deal was, but... I don't want to sign here because I'll sign it with Scorpius, but I'll sign here. Uh, no, you can. Honestly, when am I going to see these people? Scorpius? You want to sign with Scorpius? Yeah. Fine. I don't think I'll do it this way. I'll never see them, probably. Uh, I've seen Claudia in person. I didn't have her sign, but that, I saw her in person. You just never know. He might start to do conventions. Yeah. So I'm just going to... Yeah. Oh, look, thanks for letting me play. Yeah, that was her, yeah. But, you know, she's in L.A., so she does a lot yeah. more stateside. Yeah. yeah. Yay! And Ben, I don't know what happened to him. Well, he... I don't know, you know, he, he, I suppose he's not very comfortable with dimensions. You have to have a certain kind of personality. Yeah. Oh, but he does make an effort. When he's on stage, he makes an effort to entertain everyone. You know, when some people just doesn't suit them, it's very hard work. And, um, it's tiring, but we all love it because we're all people people. But it is, it is difficult to it is So they're coming out with a new one, right? Apparently they're supposed to be making a, a, another sequel uh, to this new one. Yeah, the Fury um, Road. Fury Road. I, I think it, I, I'm confused about it because at one point it was supposed to be called, one of them was supposed to be called Furiosa. And then, uh, which is... Oh, like the, a backstory to... Charlene, the... but it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be part of the story. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I think you're um, right. I think, the, you know what, I think you're right. I think the plan was to do like a backstory movie for her and then a backstory movie for... 
uh, Tom Hardy, Mad Max. Which, which is kind of weird. I mean, they're, they've kind no, of... No, whatever. What, what was weird about Mad Max is it, it, it seems like they're kind of like telling another aspect, another legend of Mad Max, but it's not with, within the same storyline. It's not within the... It, to me, it did not feel within the same storyline of well, Mad Max. it's not. Like, in other words... It's a reboot. It It is and it isn't, I heard. It, it's weird. It's a with, reboot. You know, I, it I has just, to be. You know, the way he was haunted by the people, the village that died, because they they alluded to that. It was basically a village that he was responsible for, and he let them down, and there was a little girl that he let down uh, somehow. It was just their way to provide a backstory. So, I mean, what you could... Look, the way I took Fury Road was... Fury Road was essentially an homage... I mean, George Miller directed them all, but it was essentially an homage to Mad Max 2. Right. The Road Warrior, whereas I think they'll make a backstory movie that'll be more of an homage to the first Mad Max. So, yeah, we're done. So, Alex, thank you for being here. Thank you for the uh, program. Me. I, I had a lot of fun. become deserts. Roads will become battlefields. And the hope of mankind will appear as a stranger. there.